Yo, today's host with the most from coast to coast is my man, Danny Green. He is one of the premier comics, man, in Hollywood. Uh, Danny Green, man, thank you for coming to the DJ Hustle podcast. How you been, brother? I'm good, so man. Appreciate you having me. Uh, things are good. Uh, you know, I, I had I caught the COVID, you know, so um just still recovering, but uh I'm doing good, brother. Doing well. That's what's up. Man, I've seen your your work, your body of work, and it, it's volumes through the through the land of comedy. Um, what yes. got you into comedy, brother? Man, I got into comedy on a strange tip. Um mm. It used to be people, I mean, I thought the people that I that went to school with me in elementary school and junior high school, and they'd be like, and even high school, they're like, man, you was already, uh, you was always kind of like the life of the party or talking or things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when I went to college, I was involved in always partying, having fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, my last year in college, I was the student government, I was the vice president of SGA, Student Government Association. Mm -hmm. So my job was to handle all of these like parties and the events and things oh, wow. like that. Okay. They're promoted down there, right? Um, so, yeah, so I got that, I got that. Yeah, I got that kind of rolling. And then, man, excuse me? Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. I missed you, what did you say? I said you were promoted then, so, right? Um, yeah, 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 kind of like it, but in college, you know. Yeah. Um, but what happened really was uh, um, when I went to graduate school at Ohio State, a friend of mine, we used to go to this club and kick it all the time. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the, you know, so one day he he came late because he had went to a comedy show. Oh, wow. And he says, yo, you know, he was telling me, my, he was telling me my boy Fred, he said, yo, I went to go see these comedians, man. He said, Danny, man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. You funnier than those dudes. Wow. And, you know, and I ain't think nothing of it because I I always wanted to be a business. I always wanted to be a businessman. I was I always wanted to be corporate. Right. Um. But my last year in grad school, um, you know how it is. You always got maybe one or two jokes that you, um, think about yeah. telling people. And I had just finished graduate school, mm. and uh, so I looked on the marquee. I was driving down the street, and I saw the marquee. It said open mic night, wow. and I said, you know what? Why don't you try? I was I was already out of school. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. So the first time I, I went in and you had to sign your name on a little piece of on a piece of paper, they balled it up and they put it in a hat. Yep. And um you had to um the thing about it was the crazy thing about it was um they were only taking the first eight people that they picked. Right. And um I was one of the first eight. Oh wow. and I've always wondered if I did not get my name picked, would I have continued? When I came back the next week to try it, you know what I mean? Right, right. But, right. but the first week I get my name picked. Um, uh, I mean, the first time I go there, I get my name picked. Mm -hmm. And the first time I go on stage, I get second place in the competition. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so I was like, okay. And nobody knew who I was. They was like, oh, you know, hey, who are you? you know, and I'm a student at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. And I was the only black guy on stage. I, I started my comedy in all white clubs. So, Oof. I go so that's why even when getting I never church that's why I can do clean comedy or I can do it either way because I started clean you know what right. I mean I didn't start dirty I started clean mm -hmm. so um um I said wow okay so I went on a couple others went on a couple other places 
And then I entered this competition in Columbus called the funniest person in Ohio. Oh, wow. And if you won it, if you won the competition, it was a six week competition. You get to tour all of the, the Southern part of Ohio, all these little clubs. Right, right. That's dope. Well, I, I won it. Whoa. And, and then we, and these ladies were coming every week and these, and it was these white ladies at the bar and they said to us, they said to me, you know why everybody kept picking you every week? Cause you know, you had to get voted. You know what I mean? To, right. to advance. And I said, no, why? And they kept, they said, cause every week I came with different material and they wanted to hear what I had to say every week. Mm. So that's how I got, that's how, and from there, man, I was the bug. So I got a master's degree. Go ahead. But now you're predominantly doing, when you come to LA, you're doing black rooms in yeah. comedy. And, and it, I know you had the white room experience. What was it like when you jumped into the LA scene where you see a lot of blacks and Latinos and some whites at your shows? What, what was that feeling like? Well, the biggest thing for me, um, the like, I'll be honest with you, man, one of the biggest things for me coming to the black rooms was the cursing and saying nigga. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I say it now, you know, and I and I don't mean nothing. But I mean, we've heard, I've heard it on comedy before, but you got to remember, this is 90. Right, this right. This is 1990. I didn't even have HBO. I didn't know nothing about Def Jam. Wow. <clears throat> I'm in the middle of the Midwest. So I yeah. didn't know about HBO. I didn't know about the black explosion in comedy. Mm. And when I came to LA, I didn't come to LA to do comedy. Mm. My late brother was living out here and I was job hunting because I had just finished grad school. Right. So when I got into the comedy, what happened was when I came out here, I was looking for a job in computer animation. Mm. Wow. And uh, this girl I was dating, she came out to uh she came out to uh visit some people. And she told me that, hey, I'm going to be in um, California, L.A., so I want to see you. I said, cool. So we go have dinner uh, mm -hmm. with these people, and the lady's name was Mary Major Black. She was big with BT at the time. Okay. Mary Major Black. So uh, it was me and a girl I was with, Mary, her husband, and another couple. We were mm -hmm. eating down on Wilshire Boulevard. This is a true story. So... It's crazy. So I'm having dinner and they're talking about me. Like, hey, you're in town. So what are you into? I said, well, you know, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm looking for a job in computer animation, things like that. And then she said, but I heard you were doing comedy too. Linda told me you were doing comedy. I said, yeah, I'm doing a little bit of comedy. I like to get into the comedy. Mm -hmm. She goes, well, that guy behind you, you need to talk to him. So there was a guy having dinner behind us. Mm -hmm. And I go, well, I'm looking. She goes, he owns the only black comedy club in town, and he opened up the first black comedy club ever in the country. It was Michael Williams. Woo! Yeah. So, so what I did, uh, Hustle, I walked over there to him, mm. and I said, hey, how you doing? My name is Dan and Green. I'm, um, I'm new in town, and I like to, you know, I heard, you know, I was with these people over here. They told me that you were the guy that owned the club. And I'd like to, you know, come and perform at your club if I could. He said, okay, well, here's, here, here's where it's located. Gave me the dress, 48 for Crenshaw, mm. and come on down. And I came on down there, and 
I was watching the comedy and it was definitely new. You know what I mean? It was like, I wasn't intimidated, but I was like, oh shit. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> he got me to do open mic. And right. then he took a liking to me. Mm. So he, Michael took a liking to me. So he made me the host of the open mic part of the comedy club at the Comedy Act Theater. And that's yeah. how I started getting my bones in LA. Man, you, you, you've done so much good work in, in, in LA, man. And your comment is that you jump to the movies. Um, yes. Talk about jumping from a stage to the TV. How did that make you feel when you jump from the comedy stage into TV? What it, what, what was the, the big difference? Well, I had a game plan. Okay. So what I did was I moved here in 92. Mm -hmm. I said that I would not try to get an agent for five years. I mm. wanted to get established in the comedy part. Okay. And I didn't. I probably should or could have, but I didn't. I didn't try to go out for none of the movies and stuff like that because I felt like I wanted to establish myself as a comedian. Mm. Um, when in 1996, so I did comedy for a long time. And then I think 96, uh, Guy Tory, him and I were, we were like this. We were like peanut butter and jelly at that time. Right. And right. so he came to me and said, hey, I'm about to start this comedy night at the, at the, at the comedy store. You want to be down with me? I'm like, you motherfucking right. So <laughs> I went ahead and and um, he said, "Look, we're gonna, you know, we we, uh, we came in together, you know what I mean? So we were putting the show together, trying to get the idea of the show. It was going to be called Fat Tuesday, mm -hmm. and we wind up um, working together on that for a number of years. But I became kind of the I came I became the host after a year and a half, two years because guy was shooting movies. So I early in the game, I was the main dude. Oh wow." Um, and from there, I was dating a young lady named, um, this, I was dating this hairstylist, and her best friend was Phaedra Harris, who was a casting director. Mm -hmm. So my first TV, my first movies were, I was a principal extra in, in, in like two or three movies. Oh, she, wow. She hooked it up so I would be able to, um, so she, I would be able to, um, you know, get my uh, side card. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, from there, it just, everything just blossomed. Man. You know what I mean? That's that's a good yeah. look, D. That's a, that's a great um, look, man. I, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. So from there, I just started, I can't remember the first, oh, I can. The first speaking role I ever did was uh, on a TV show that Ed Weinberger produced, that guy was the, the star on, called Good News. Mm. And uh, yeah, and I had a speaking role where I was playing an MC of a club, and I was bringing this guy on stage to. He's a very, very good friend of mine. And then I went. In, I had to go in my pocket to read his name, and then that was the joke. And then, you know, we kept it pushing. <laughs> Man, how has comedy, boxing? and being an actor impacted your life? Well, I'm surprised how much boxing has been involved in my life. I actually, you know, it really kind of saved my life because mm -hmm. I boxed. As I got older, I became, you know, I started training people. Um, I had won the Golden Gloves at Columbus, Ohio. I won the Gloves in Huntington, West Virginia, and I won the Golden Gloves 
um, in Charleston, West Virginia before. I won two Golden Glove tournaments nice. um, when, when I was younger. And then I was going to go pro. I didn't go pro. Um, and then I continuing staying in the boxing game even after I came to California. And mm. I was training people. So that was great because I was able to make money. Um, yeah. And then um, it got to a point where um, from the training, it, uh, it just helped me. It helped my mental, you know what I mean? To be right. stable, to be com committed. And, um, and what, what was the other second part? Uh, how has it impacted your life? You have the other part. Well, I want to know how, how has it impacted your life? Because I know boxing is stimulating. And I know comedy is stimulating. And I know uh, acting is stimulating too. But I know the underlying, the underlying boxing has really put you... Yes. Well, you day. know, I, I wind up actually, as you know, I, it just impacted my life. And it, it, I mean, who would ever think that I go into a gym at 13, 14, 13, 14 years old, um, start boxing, get out it a little bit, get back involved in it. And it would be such a big part of my life. Mm. And without me becoming a professional, without me becoming a trainer, I actually produced a, my first movie I produced was mm. a boxing, is a boxing documentary. Called right. the execution is, is now on 2B TV. Um, and it's about my old gym back in Philly, feature mm. movie and everything. So, I mean, and you actually you what am I talking about? You DJ'd my uh you DJ'd my um um my my premiere that I had, you know, when I had a screening out here in LA. Right. So it's it's impacted my life so much, man. And I really enjoy it. Um I'm actually up for a part. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna get it. But there's uh there's a project coming out that I I auditioned for. I'll just leave it that way. So <clears throat> boxing has been a very big part of my life. I mean, kept me in shape. You know what I mean? When I've had health issues, especially with the, I had, when I caught the COVID. So yeah, it's been a very big part of my life. Where do you see yourself going in the next two or three years? And what man, hustle, that's a great question, man. And I know where I want to go. And I'm praying, man, that I can be given the opportunity. I write screenplays, as you know. Um, now that I did this documentary, I know how to direct. Um, I actually have somebody that asked me to direct their television um, pilot. They want to take wow. their role. Yeah, so they got a TV pilot. Um, and they asked me if, you know, I mean, they're independent. But they mm -hmm. asked me if I would come in and direct so nice. it could be big for me. You know what I mean? That could be yeah. a good look for me. Um, so I'm going to do that. Um, but I really want to direct, but I really want to make movies, man. I mean, hustle, man. I'm a, I mean, you've known me for a number of years. I could be a controversial guy. I'm very opinionated, man. Mm -hmm. But bro, one of the reasons that I got into comedy and I, and I entertainment is because, man, to be honest with you, man, I love people. I right. like people, man. I like to make people laugh and talk to them. You know what I mean? And also yeah. educate their mindset. So I just want to I just want to make people laugh, man, and, and, and make them laugh, make them cry, make them think, you know what I mean? And let them enjoy life. And I feel like I've got five screenplays written, ready to go. You know what I mean? And I'm just drawing them. Just hope I can get the I hope I can get the opportunity to, you know, really get, you know, to do this. You know, I'm making it like just right now. The the uh the TV show that the lady wants me to direct, she asked me. You know, from seeing my documentary, right? You know what I mean. She was actually one of the people that came to my to my screening. Oh wow! So she okay. said she had tried it. She had tried it before with someone else, 
and it didn't work. And then she called me and said, hey, you know, I said, look, I can do it. You know what I mean? I can do it. We talk about the money, but I can do it. And I, and if you trust me, we can get it done. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Have you thought about, have you thought about, well, I, I don't think you should think about it anymore. I think you should write a book about yourself. I think you should, I think you should write a book about yourself. Because you, people need to understand the blueprint of what had, that had, had got Danny Green started. Um, also, since you, you love people, you should start a Danny Green podcast just to talk right. to people that you know, as far as uh, comedians, other boxers, right. because you have it in you. I see it. You have it yeah. in you. And another thing is you should just run with it, man. You you got the, you got the gift of gab. You got the hustle right. with you. You got that. You got the it factor, bro. So right. you should go ahead and knock that out, brother. It's, it's yeah, no you know, problem. you know, hustle. You, I, I I will. A number of people have said this to me before, and you know what it is, too, man. Um, in this game, it's about survival as well. So yeah. I have a job. Um, so you kind of need that cushion so you can make. You can just say, look, this is all I'm focusing on right now. Right. Um, I think that cushion is about to come. I got some things that are happening that may financially put me in a position to say, okay, I'm gonna really hustle in this. And I need to. And I and, and hustle, you are the hundredth person that's asked to write a story about my life. And I'm actually going to write the story about my life. I started to, and um, I was gonna, and I'm, I got the name of it already. I really wanted to call it, I'm on the outside looking in. Mm. You know what I mean? That was about the, the name of the book. You know what I mean? And right. um, it's a it's a heavy book because my story is heavy. My story is really heavy. Yeah. You should do that, dude. I yeah, mean, I will do that, bro. You, you got you got the gift, bro. I, I don't I don't see no stopping in you. Yeah. You know, to me, you know you what? I know I know I got it. You know, um, I believe that it's going to be just a couple opportunities of things for me to do that's going to really get me there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and I'm ready. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm I'm actually ready. I know I've been I've been ready, bro. I could have been I could have probably been a star. And what I mean, I'm a celebrity. You know, mm. if you Google me, oh, I'm I'm all over the internet. You know what I mean? Right. I'm a guy that's been on television and things like that. So celebrity-wise, people know who I am. You know, even if mm -hmm. I travel, I'm not a big big name celebrity, but people know who I am uh, when I go, but especially the African American community. Yeah. But Man, I just feel like I could have been a star a number of years ago, but it was just really, um, um, it was really, man, about staying focused and not giving in, selling out for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not being put, not putting myself in a position that I felt uncomfortable with. Exactly. You know what I mean? I know. And now I'm at that mean. age where I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready to go now. That's what's up, man. Well, Danny yeah. Green, man, I thank you for coming on, bro. If what are your platforms that people can check you out the story, man? Your well, Instagram. right now I'm on um, Facebook and Instagram, Dan and Green Six on Instagram. Please follow me. Um, I don't go out to find followers, but once I do projects like this or interviews, then I ask people to follow me. Because mm -hmm. I feel like the people that are really going to follow you at the end are going to be people that really, really want to, the best for you in entertainment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, because once you get the million followers, this is because you're a big celebrity. They know who you are. And they just want to follow you. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, I feel really good about where I'm at right now, uh, Hustle. And I just hope, man, that uh, some of these dreams that I have will come true. But I'm definitely, definitely getting ready to put all of this other stuff into uh, the podcast yeah. and the uh, 
the book and everything. I'm gonna put that all in consideration. I'm gonna do it right here out of my house. You, you know, and we're gonna keep it pushing. Man, yeah, man, that's a blessing, brother. And, and if I could do anything for you, brother, you know me. Hey, you know. Well, first of all, I, I, it, it goes without saying because you'll probably be the one I'm gonna have to call to help me set up my podcast and all that stuff. But it's all good because we're ready to go, man. We're ready to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And 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 you've been a big, you've been very. I'm gonna tell you, hustle me all on the. On the real, um, you've been very instrumental in my career over the last couple of years, bro, because you've been one of the people that have stayed on me and really said, man, I believe in you. So, um, and I was happy that we were able to work together with my screening. You were awesome with that. So, you know, it's just really, man, right now, um, man, you know what it is, man. It's just really about just keeping yourself in shape, keeping your mind set, staying focused. Yes. Hey. Yep. And staying in shape. 30 minutes every day. 30 minutes. Yep. Every day, yeah, right? Are you thirty? I think thirty minutes of, of boxing. Are you thirty minutes of kickboxing? Right. Thirty minutes, an hour yeah. a day doing that. Yeah, I mean, and you look great. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm over here. I'm drinking plenty of water now. And, yeah, that's real. You know, and and keeping myself fresh and 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 really, man, just really try to stay up on the hustle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, man, I appreciate you having me on your show, brother. And I wish you more n- nothing but success on your show. We're going to do it together, brother. Don't worry about it at all. We yes, good. sir. Yes, Go sir. Trip. Yes.